0: Well, hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Pastor Ryan uh, from the Rocky Face Baptist Church and this is the Preacher's Recap. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. Uh, Over the next couple uh, episodes, I'm going to be uh, sharing with you some recaps of some uh, recent preaching that I've been doing uh, from the pulpit Rocky Face Baptist. And The Lord has been so good to us and uh, He's been so good to me and and study. And I'll tell you, uh, my father comes to our church and uh, he came to me after the message last night, it was a Sunday night, and he said, Son, I just want to thank you for preaching. I learned so much tonight that I've never heard. And then he called me this morning and said, Son, I just appreciate that preaching so much. I've just never heard preaching like that. And uh, it was such a compliment to me. I don't think I'm a fantastic preacher, um, but it, it really makes me feel uh, two things. Number one, it makes me feel really good, especially when a family member who knows me will come to me and compliment me on a sermon. But the second thing kind of troubles me uh, in preaching overall, with me being just kind of a typical uh, preacher, just a, uh, I do have a Bible college degree uh, from a small Bible institute, um, but it surprises me that people who are saved you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years come to me and say, I've never heard that sermon preached before. Now, I don't know if it's they've heard it and they forgot about it, uh, that's a possibility, but certainly there's a, a key indication that preachers uh, are not preaching the whole counsel of the Word of God, and uh, that's, that's a dangerous thing, and I truly believe this. And I told another preacher this this morning when I was talking to him on the phone. I said that a lot of times when you hear a preacher repeating sermon uh, illustrations or notes uh, or topics, Uh, It just shows you an indication of a preacher who is not studying and growing in his walk with God. And uh, I don't say that kind of bragging this morning or afternoon or evening whenever you listen to this. I I do say it kind of tongue-in-cheek, very fearful uh, that I want to be careful that I don't fall into that trap. And so I want to just kind of share with you uh, some messages over the next few episodes that will be a help and a blessing to you. And uh, we are at this time getting into the week of Thanksgiving. And uh, so I've been preaching some things that uh, the Lord's put on my heart about being thankful and some studying that I've been doing. And the thing that I want to share with you today uh, is actually when Jesus gave thanks, when the Gospels actually said that Jesus gave thanks. You know, he did that four different times. The Bible said he gave thanks. Now, I told the church, I said, that doesn't mean he did not pray and it did not mean he didn't give thanks. It's just the times that we see in the scriptures where he did that, and First Thessalonians chapter five verse eighteen, the Bible tells us in all things give thanks, uh, for this is the will of God uh, concerning you con- uh, about the Lord Jesus. He wants us to be thankful in all things. So there was four times that I found uh, in the Gospels, and they ha- they occur a few times in uh, each, each gospel I want to give you that if you want to go back and take notes and, and look into this but we kind of took a countryside journey through the gospels we went we started at Matthew moved to Mark went to Luke then went to John and we'll do that uh, here together so let's give you the recap of the sermon uh, in times of number one rejection Jesus gave thanks uh, this was from Matthew chapter 11 verses 25 through 30. It was also recorded in Luke chapter 10, verses 21 through 24. And uh, I started off by looking at that verse that says, And Jesus gave thanks, and and he starts talking to the Father. But I stopped right there because what was interesting is, what is the context of Jesus' prayer, specifically when he was giving thanks? He was actually giving thanks in times of rejection. In the previous verses, verses 20 through 24, Jesus is pronouncing some woes on some towns, one of them being Capernaum, which was his hometown base. You know, what's interesting about Capernaum is that we don't find any indication in the gospel that Jesus was ridiculed or run out of town, yet he just gives them this horrible woe of saying, you have rejected the message, and it's going to be worse for you than Sodom. He also mentions Tyre and Sodom, uh, which if you'll go back in Ezekiel chapter 26 through 28, you can get a, you can see a very detailed uh, description of the, the, the destruction from the Lord that came to these towns. And it was in this rejection that Jesus actually looked up into the father and said, Lord, I'm just, thank you. I thank you for that. And uh, I'll tell you, as I think about that in my life, it's not times of rejection that I want to praise God for that. Usually it's times of rejection. It makes me want to not turn the other cheek, but it makes me want to return the favor and uh, give some rejection there. But you know, Jesus gave thanks in times of rejection. The second time that I found that Jesus gave thanks in rejection is in times of reproduction. Mark chapter 8 verses 1 through 9. And uh, this is the time that Jesus is feeding the 4,000 men plus women and children. And uh, we have two miracles that Jesus performed that we know of uh, as far as feeding the multitude, and that is the feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000. And uh, we can learn a lot of stuff about this on why Jesus did this. Uh, but the feeding of the 4,000 in Mark was mentioned. It's also shared in Matthew chapter 15, verses 32 through 39. And in this miracle, Jesus takes seven loaves of bread, and the Bible says a few fish. Doesn't know how many fish, just a few of them. And uh, he blesses, he multiplies, he reproduces those, and he takes up seven baskets left over. And uh, in the feeding of the 5,000, you can find that in all four of the Gospels. That's the only miracle outside the resurrection that you find in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the feeding of the 5,000 shows up in Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21, Mark chapter 6 verses 30 through 44, Luke chapter 9, verses 10 through 17, and John chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. And in the feeding of the 5,000 and women and children, we see that Jesus takes five loaves and two fish, and that he takes up 12 baskets full. So let's talk a little bit about this. Going back to the feeding of 4,000, what's significant about the numbers? Well, he said there were seven loaves of bread, seven in the Bible is the number of completion. Uh, We could say that Jesus is doing this act of reproduction by completing a job, that it's available to all. And uh, in, in Mark's gospel, it doesn't use the word that Jesus gave thanks, but it says he blessed them. In other places that's talking about this, it said he gave thanks. And so Jesus is thanking the Father for the opportunity to reproduce or to multiply these fish and these bread to these people who are very needy and it's for a bigger purpose so they they do that seven but then they take up seven baskets left over well seven is not just the number of completions the number of creation and when jesus or the lord had created in genesis chapter number one seven days the seventh day yes he rested but the creation week was the creation week when god created all and uh, so we see the feeding of the four thousand is represented in a complete work And it was a finished work. It was was finished there. But in the feeding of the 5,000 and the five loaves and two fishes, I find it interesting because the number five is, is the number of books that's in the Pentateuch, or we call the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And in these first five books, God starts with something and comes out with the 12 baskets full, the 12 tribes of Israel. We could say it was the 12 apostles. And so the feeding of the 5,000 can represent God taking the small things, the law, the uh, beginning of a book, and really with that multiply uh, the blessing of Israel and the 12 nations uh, as a promise to Abraham about the number of sand in the sea or the the. The number of sand or the stars in the sky, he was going to multiply and bless them. could be uh, this work of the apostles starting with Jesus and doing a great work there. But I find something interesting also about when Jesus gave thanks in this time of reproduction uh, is the representation of the location where they happened. In uh, the feeding of the 4,000, it was located in Decapolis. Mark seven thirty one tells us that. And what I had to look up and learn here was that this, this particular land at this time was mostly inhabited by Gentiles, so non-Jews. However, on the feeding of the 5,000, the location where it was near Bethsaida, uh, which Mark chapter 6, verse 45 tells us, which is mostly inhabited by the Jews. So why is this important? Well, we see this ministry of multiplication occurring to the Gentiles and also to the Jews. You could say this about the loaves of bread, seven in one, five in the other, seven plus five, Equals 12. So we got 12 apostles. So very intre- intre- uh, interesting. And uh, in uh, John's Gospel, chapter 6, where it talks about feeding the 5,000, uh, later on in the chapter, Jesus says that, hey, he is the bread. And he actually says it in different ways. I find it very interesting. In John chapter 6, Jesus said He was the true bread of heaven, verse 32. He's the bread of God, verse 33. He's the bread of life, verse 35, again in verse 48. And He is the living bread. That's verse number 51. And I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17, where it says, For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. And so when Jesus gave thanks, He's thanking the Father for the reproduction, the multiplication, if you would. The third time that I find that Jesus gave thanks in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verses 14 through 19. And this is when Jesus was observing the Passover with His disciples the last time. And uh, during that time, the Bible says He gave thanks. And I call that redemption. At this time, He was not being redeemed, but He was in the process of redemption. And He was explaining to them during this Passover meal to his disciples and to us as well, that what he was doing there ceremoniously, that he was actually going to do sacrificially for mankind. We'll find this story in Matthew chapter 26, verses 17 through 30, Mark chapter 14, verses 22 through 26, and John chapter 13, verses 18 through 30. And we know that the Passover lamb was actually killed on the 14th of Nisan, that's March or April in the Jewish calendar, and the Passover meal was eaten right after that night. And uh, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread followed immediately after Passover from the 15th to the 21st of Nisan. And uh, what's interesting is that the Passover lamb required the blood of the lamb, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread required this bread that had no leaven in it, uh, which was a type of sin. So Jesus is celebrating and a memory of the blood and the bread, but during that time, he is telling the disciples that, hey, listen, this is what you're going to be doing. This is a representation of what I'm doing for you. I'm going to redeem you by my blood. I'm going to break my body for you. And he looks up to the Father and says, thank you. When Jesus gave thanks, he gave thanks in times of, number one, rejection, number two, reproduction, Number three, redemption. And number four, we find this in John chapter 11, verses 38 through 44. We see the story of Lazarus when Lazarus died. John chapter 10 wraps up the public ministry of Jesus. In chapters 11 through 21, Jesus is getting into uh, the, the time of uh, the uh, way of giving His life on the cross for mankind. It gets private it's the work of God getting ready to shed His blood for mankind. And we see the story uh, of Lazarus when he gets to the tomb. Jesus is uh, burdened inside his heart and uh, he sees the cave. He says, roll the stone away. No doubt Jesus is thinking the bigger picture of his own journey uh, to do that. But it's interesting, in those verses in, Matt, in John chapter 11, Jesus looks up into the Father and says, I thank you, Lord, that you heard my prayer. And if these people heard you and answered. So it's interesting that in times of resurrection, because Jesus would call Lazarus forth from the dead, he called him into life that Jesus looked up and said, thank you. I find it so interesting that towards the end of the book in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14, I finished up the message by looking at the story um, that some of the disciples went out into the Sea of Tiberias and they went fishing and Uh, Peter says, I'm done, I'm going fishing. They say, we're going fishing too. And uh, Jesus is on the seashore, and he calls his brethren, asking if they're catching any fish, and they say no. And uh, they bring in 153 following the word of Jesus. But when they get to the land, the Bible says that there's a fire with coals there, and he had uh, fish and bread there, and he served it to them. Isn't it interesting that Jesus had yet again fish and bread, not to feed the multitudes, but to feed his disciples. And he uses these three words that bless my heart. He said, come and dine. And the reason that Jesus could look at his disciples and say, come and dine, and that we could have this walking relationship with Jesus Christ, not just in heaven, but on earth, in the day that we live in is because Jesus gave thanks. I don't see in the scripture where Jesus prayed there, but there's no doubt in my mind that Jesus looked up into the Father and said, I thank thee, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to have my disciples. I thank you, Lord, for this fish and bread to teach them yet one one time again that they can fellowship with me. You know, Jesus gave thanks in times of rejection and reproduction, here in redemption and resurrection, so that we can come and dine. He gave thanks, and we could have fellowship with Him. I'm so thankful for that today, and I appreciate you listening to the Preacher's Recap today. Hope you have a blessed day. Until next time, God bless you.